Sizzler is the one. Sizzler is the one that brings us choices. Brings upon the end of the earth. Well, it's one of those things, if you change out the word Sizzler for, like, dear leader, this would sound like the North Korean <laughs> yeah, national anthem. It's a North Korean Sizzler. That's what it is. <laughs> we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. Of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Let's, let's let's kick this pig. Uh, welcome back to How the West Is Fucked. How the West Is Fucked. Hey. Yeah, yeah. well... Yeah, he was he was a good boy. He could we could maybe use that, only make his voice stupid like a chipmunk or something because he needs to, he he needs to be demeaned some, in some way for his crimes. This um, is already demeaning enough. Yeah. <laughs> so you you the listening audience won't realize it because we had an uninterrupted service, but um, we did take a couple weeks off and haven't recorded a bit. So if we're a bit rusty. It's probably that, or I haven't set up my equipment correctly, and it'll turn off on us in the middle of a recording or some such shit. But anyway, we're going to get back on the fucking horse, uh, talking about, well, like, Tony, what do you know about the Younger Gang? Oh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, is so it was, a Je- I, Jesse I, James adjacent? Well, that, well, that's the James Gang, yeah, but yeah, it is Jesse James adjacent. Yeah, and then and then um, oh Cole Cole younger right Cole and Bob and um, what's the other one fucking Jim Jim and um, Hezekiah and fucking Dee Dee. Oh, I thought you said has a kayak. I was like, who cares? Does he have a horse? <laughs> I have two. Well, <laughs> I take my horse on the kayak. <laughs> uh, were were they the ones that like? Uh, they got they got busted for like uh, their head the the horse their horse stuck his head in the fucking store or some shit at some point. No, or was or was that the James? Was, like, so. was that the Jameses? That'd be better. Well, the, the James gang so. and the it was it no they got the they got James they got kicked gang. out of town or something for that shit. Where it was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, no. that's what it was. That we're, that's going to be the main impetus. Of what we're talking about today is them getting kicked out of town. And when he did you say air quotes. Kicked out of town. It's like. With like a dump truck load of bullets, if you mean kicked out of town, cool. pretty much blasted out of town. Are, are but, so I, I know these guys are I know these guys are like the you know like outlaws quote unquote. But like, are they like the the Robin Hood? Like, are they seen as the Robin Hood type well, to a lot of people? Uh, yeah, to the, a lot of Confederate style people. Sure. Okay, that's no, that's these, what these I'm, are that's these what I'm are getting people at. that rode with Bloody Bill Anderson. A lot of them. Right. That's um, that's when so, we talked about them a little bit. They're, yeah. So they're they're. They're fairly war cr- criminally and not not quite as Robin Hood cuddly as they get painted in a lot of cases. Fucking and awesome. They're definitely very pro-slavery. Fucking awesome. Types, this this is know. why this is why we do this show. Yeah. For for the the people that tell their kids like, ooh, Jess, Jesse James is a misunderstood yeah. fucking weirdo. He almost <laughs> no, never, he's a piece of shit. He almost and, never just yeah. shot like stand, bystanders and one time apparently <laughs> uh, like right. a little girl and you know. 
And we're not talking about him. We're talking about the his his buddy. Oh, we'll be talking yeah? about him. We will okay. be talking about him too. I was trying to lead you astray. Yeah, he's by, about the worst of all of them. I know. <laughs> well, but I was also trying to lead Tony down a weird rabbit hole by using the younger name because it's always fun to you know. What do you mean, younger brother? Well, what about the older brother? Ha ha! You know that kind of shit. Oh Jesus Christ! But he, yeah, he, so he's, more... Tony's a little too like wise to that shit, so he didn't fall yeah. for it. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about the James Younger gang and especially um, uh, pretty much the uh, the incident that kind of ended their career, criminal career at large. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, kick us off wherever he's starting at because I don't know. I mean, well, it could be uh, anywhere. With the we'll comic sans and his, and his lovely NPR voice. Yep. <clears throat> Hello. No, it's his lovely uh, D- DNR voice. <laughs> uh, January 26, 1875. The Pinkertons come to town. Boo! And they go to the James's uh, mother's house. Zerelda Samuel, because he can't have a normal fucking name. Yeah. Zerelda? Yeah. That's kind Zerelda. of a fucking excellent name. That's cool as shit. And that was in Kearney, Missouri. Uh, they set fire to the outside. Uh, they also threw through a window a burning metal sphere. I think I think it's normally known as a cannonball. Like they, like they keep on, yeah, it's always described as like you say, burning incendiary metal sphere. Well, like the only thing they had kind of like that back in the day was like a grenade. Oh, you said cannibal. sphere. I heard spear with a P. A burning spear. metal sphere. Ooh. I was like, damn, dude. Mm. Oh, burning metal sphere. Yes. Yeah. It's cannonball. Like, it's basically like one of the bombs, like uh, like like the like in, like in Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dr. Reuben Samuel, the stepdad, raced outside and put out the fire, and then he put the flaming metal ball, or grenade, <laughs> he put that in the fireplace. As you do. But then it exploded like a grenade, because it probably was a grenade. Because he, <laughs> he put it in the fireplace. <laughs> that sent shrapnel everywhere. Uh, one piece hit the arm of Zerelda. And one piece went into the stomach of uh, eight-year-old Archie Samuel, and he died two hours later. Hey, that's a quick death in the Old West. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but Zerelda, you know, she got her arm fucking mangled up. Like, it it wasn't blown completely off, but they ended up having to chop it off, like, that night. Right. And then she died 36 years later. Yeah, exactly. And... (laughs) And if she was already kind of not a huge fan of, like, you know, Yankees and shit like that, but that really um, uh, hardened her stance on, you know, fuck the Yankee oppressors or whatever. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. the Yankee doodles. Yep. Sure. So the Pinkertons found out that the James brothers weren't inside the house. They missed them by one day. Wah, wah. So the Pinkertons, uh, they head out. They shoot a few times back so nobody would follow them. And they just get directly back on a train to Chicago. Uh, so this kind of pissed off the locals. Uh, at Clay County, that's where this was, a grand jury indicted Alan Pinkerton, the boss, among others, for murder. Not that you would get them to go there, but it was a good try anyway. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of impressive. I didn't realize they ever prosecuted the fucking Pinkertons for oh, being they didn't. pieces like, of shit. They, they tried to, but like, yeah. But uh, that's, the younger's. Oh, well, hold on, hold on a second. Like Alan Pinkerton himself was like, no, the raid's intent wasn't arson. But then later, he uh, had written like they found that he wrote a letter to the to somebody uh, in the legislature, it's in the Library of Congress. And Pinkerton's like declared his intention to burn the house down. So 
you know, he was lying his ass off. He definitely is, like, yeah, but. Well, that's probably why today they didn't call it a grenade either in, in the book. Right. <laughs> they didn't oh, flat out call it a grenade. It's a legal thing why they call it a incendiary sphere or whatever the fuck well, they call it. Well, I'm also just, uh-huh. you know, as we're constantly trying to do, point out that, you know, Alan Pinkerton, the, the fucking quote-unquote law, was a big criminal-ass piece of shit himself. Absolutely. You know, like, so, just that. Uh, the Youngers also lost a family member to the Pinkertons. Uh, so Jim and John Younger confronted three men on the road who they thought were detectives, and they were right. Uh, one detective ran away and left his friend in a fierce gun battle between the two of them. Uh, John received a fatal wound to the neck. Uh, and then two of the detectives, actually there's, yeah, three total. So one ran away and two of the other detectives were shot and killed too, but Jim escaped. So July 7th, 1876, uh, so this is fast forwarding a year, uh, a train was robbed at Rocky Cut, Missouri. Uh, the James Younger gang was suspected, as they were for most train robberies in Missouri. <laughs> well, they did, and other places. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the the list of uh, suspected James Younger gang shit. I mean, there's shit that they're blamed for in like West Virginia and shit, which I d- hadn't realized. Like, what is it? Like, yeah, eleven states. They're suspected of robbing shit in eleven states. So Missouri, of course, is where they normally run around. Kentucky, Tennessee, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, and West Virginia. Jesus That's Christ, a- that that was almost a fucking Animaniac song. Almost. Yep. There's Madison, Wisconsin, and Olympia in Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and Lansing, Michigan. Here's Honolulu, Hawaii's a joy. Jackson, Mississippi, and Springfield, Illinois. South Carolina with Columbia down the way, and Annapolis and Maryland on Chesapeake Bay. They have wonderful clam chowder. Cheyenne is in Wyoming, and perhaps you make your home in Salt Lake City, out in Utah, where the buffalo roam. Atlanta's down in Georgia, and there's Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, no, th- were they were they like a like a uh, what, what would you call it? Like a don't go out after 8 p.m. or the Yo- James Younger gang will get you. Like the oh, like a wives' tale. Yeah, kind of like like where some shit probably attributed to them that wasn't them. Uh, were they uh, like very, that famous? Very likely could have been, could have been. But I mean, they did a fair. Like I said, these were like former bushwhacker types, Ugh. like Bloody Bill, and you know, killing is their business, and business is good, so. And they were, you know, they're arguably one of the more successful of these gangs. They really had a pretty good uh, record of escaping any kind of like punitive action and like blending off into the wilderness or getting like. Hidden by uh, sympathetic like people and stuff like that, so you know, they, yeah, I'm sure there were some fucking ghost stories told about them, but they were fairly lived up to the hype in a lot of ways. So Damn, plus dude. they were successful because they were like the first to do a lot of these things. Ah, uh, yeah, they're innovators. That's why I'm going to be the first <laughs> person to like do a Bitcoin holdup with a SpaceX rocket. <laughs> I'm going to use I'm going to use a uh, 5G Corona gun. To hold up a, a SpaceX rocket and steal all their Dogecoin because nobody's ever done it before, they'll never see it coming. Well, I'll cut this part out of the episode so that nobody steals your idea. <laughs> so this was confirmed that they robbed the the uh, train when they captured a guy named Hobbs Carey. Uh, he squealed to the cops. 
Uh, he gave up all the names, uh, namely Bill Chadwell, Charlie Pitts, Clell Miller, Cole and Bob Younger, and Frank and Jesse James. He also gave up the hideouts movements, uh, hideouts and movements of the gang. So the gang had to go elsewhere to find uh, somewhere to rob. Uh, a lot of these guys were young. Even the youngers were young. No one was older than 35. Uh, like you said, many of them were bushwhackers. Were the youngers younger than the Jameses? Some of them. I think, what, yeah, wasn't wasn't Bob, was it Bob or Cole that was about Frank's age, right? Yeah, I think Cole and Frank were contemporaries, but yeah, I think even at the time, uh, a lot of them were early 20s. Yeah. Well, you remember, like, you know, uh, Jesse was started riding for fucking Bill Anderson when he was, what, 16? Mm-hmm. So even though he's young, he'd been literally doing it half his life pretty much you know it's, it's just 30. crazy it so. never ceases to amaze me like because i always think about like the wild west is like full of you know adult age people crusty old men um, yeah crusty old men but it's a fucking 22 year old dudes just like like high on hormones and whiskey and just fucking murdering people and you know ra- robbing and raping well, and what's great What's great is there's plenty of pictures of these 20-year-old dudes, but living as hard as they do, they look like they're 50-year-old dudes anyway, mm-hmm. so... No, I, I uh, when I, cases, post, so. I, po- I posted that shit on Instagram, the, uh, the, what the fuck was it called? The, uh, god damn it, uh, b- 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 Bat Masterson and his, like, committee of whatever, like, not Vigilance Committee, but it was like, uh... Their upright citizens brigade or whatever the fuck it was called, but Justice League. Justice League. It was something like that. But it was like eight, eight or ten dudes, like in a picture. And I'm looking at all of them. And I did. I had just. We had just done the episode. And I remember looking at all these guys, going like, these guys are all 55 years old. And then listening to the episode and being like, these guys are all 25 years old. <laughs> They're all children. <laughs> yeah. I remember being 25, dude. I did some dumb motherfucking shit. I'd like to see cowboy improv comedy, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we talked about that. We call, That's when, like, uh, George Foy is up on uh, stage doing his comedy routine, and you just start shooting at him. That's the his, name's, <laughs> his name is Eddie Foy, not George. Or Eddie Foy. Eddie Foy. Wow, Fucking I actually learned whatever. something See, from we're learning podcast. you some things. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. You learned the the fucking vaudeville comedian. I have to listen to the episodes three times. Do the episode, edit the episode, listen to it again. So it's kind of more like a Stockholm syndrome kind of, syndrome kind of learning than actual. There learning. is, <laughs> there is, and there are there are certain things that happen on the show that I remember, and I don't know where they're what episode they're from, but like they just stick out in my brain. Check out this picture of Jesse James I just sent you. I don't know okay. how old he is in it. But to me, he looks like a 16-year-old girl with a gun. Ooh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think I know the one you're talking about. Okay, so Jesse J, that picture is from 1864, and he was born in 1847, so that makes him... Somebody do math that's better at math than me. 1864 minus 1847 is 17. Jesse James was 17 years old in this picture. That is one... Tough ass broad. Uh, yes, you know, like <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? I think what did we figure out? He's about nineteen. Jesse James was seventeen years old in this picture. He's nineteen in this picture. Jesse James was seventeen years old in this picture. Something around around there. So that means he's already been like a bushwhacker for three years or so. Which means <laughs> he's murdered he several not, people. 
Yeah, well, notice he's carrying not one, not two, but three fucking pistols. He's got one in his hand oh, yeah. and two in his fucking belt. Yeah. That's probably half his, his stash. Yeah, no shit. What and, the you know, fuck? It looks like, you know, it looks like I can throw this guy 40 yards, you know, like. It's like little man syndrome. It's like if if you, you know, you look like a a, a pretty teenage girl and everyone's calling you a pretty teenage girl, you're going to fucking gun up and just start fucking people up probably. Why? Well, I, I guess what, what I'm seeing more is you're a fucking 19-year-old and you have such uh, hardcore views on, uh, you know, supporting the Confederacy and preserving slavery and shit that you're going to go out and just start murdering people yeah. when you're 19. Yeah. That's that's healthy. It's like fucking Turning Point USA fucking with guns. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, totally. Turning Point USA, if they actually knew how to use the guns rather than just using them as a stand-in for their underdeveloped dicks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like fucking Charlie Kirk fucking awkwardly yep. holding a fucking AR-15. But, you know, anyway, just thought you thought you really needed to see, like, uh, Jesse James's fucking Sweet, sweet 16. That's picture. what baby Jesse reminds me of is uh, Ben Shapiro, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben Shapiro is the bit. ghost of a of, of an 1800s child that died in a coal mine, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so Henry Younger was their paw. He was against secession. I see. I haven't even had a beer yet. He was against Szechuan. In, in 1998, they had this promotion for the Disney film Mulan, where they where they they, they created a new sauce for the McNuggets called Szechuan sauce. But he owned slaves and was pro-slavery. Uh, Jayhawker raids, which were the Kansas guys who'd go beat up on the Missourians. Uh, that cost him several thousands of dollars at the outbreak of the war. Uh, Cole was his oldest boy. He joined Quantrell's Raiders when he was 17. But now since he was a bushwhacker, his family was a target to Jayhawkers. In July 1862, militia members shot his paw Henry in the back three times and killed him. And the murderers were never prosecuted. Uh, seven months later, the militia came back. And since their mom was supporting her sons in the bushwhackers, her house was pillaged, and they for, uh, forced her to set it on fire with her own hands. Oh, wow. So that's uh, pretty yeah, sick. I'd like to take this opportunity to remind people, too, that although we, sh we shit on the, um, the Missouri ruffians a lot more than we do the Jayhawkers, uh, the Jayhawkers were pretty fucking awful in their own right, too. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm more likely to shit on the uh, Missourians because of that whole slavery shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's not mainly like the, a tit for tit type of thing. I'd like to take this opportunity to remind everyone that Americans are fucking awful, and 200 yep. years ago they were even more <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, they were awful and feral back then. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a bad combo. And and and, and usually syphilitic. Oh shit! The trifecta. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So the summer of 1863, this is when, if you remember this story, three of Cole's sisters and two female cousins were kept in a three-story brick building. Oh, yeah. They were suspected of spying for the bushwhackers. And on August, yeah, August 13th, the building collapsed. The building collapsed. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because they removed a retaining wall or they removed a load-bearing wall. Just mm -hmm. because they needed more room for something. I'd like to expand the kitchen. What do you think? I'm going to put an island here. I need some granite, granite countertops. So that killed one of Cole's cousins. 
And Cole, like a lot of people, believed it was done on purpose. It was like Bill Anderson's sister got one got crippled and one got killed, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you remember this from the Bill Anderson episode two, uh, that was August 21st, 400 bushwhackers rode into Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, that was a Jayhawker hotbed. Close by Quantrell was Cole Younger. He was one of their best and loyal fighters. Uh, Quantrell shouted that morning, uh, quote, Lawrence should be thoroughly cleansed. And the only way to cleanse it is to kill, kill, kill. Ooh, <laughs> it's a healthy outlook. Yeah, this guy was a school teacher from Ohio or whatever. Oh, yeah, the land pirate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I remember. Yep. So by 9 a.m., the bushwhackers had massacred more than 150 men and boys, uh, many in front of their family. Uh, 100 homes were torched. Uh, Cole never denied he did his fair share of murdering and never expressed remorse. Um Later, Cole's brother Jim joined a small band under Quatrail in 1864 at the age of 16. But within a month, he was captured by Federals in Kentucky. He was threatened with hanging, but nothing happened. Uh, surely, if he was in Missouri, he probably would have been hanged with a little more enemies there. Uh, Jim was transferred to a Louisville, Louisville prison, and he Ooh. escaped and made it back to Missouri. Of course, anytime anybody gets... Got to escape that jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did he escape or was he conveniently like they left the cell open? Well, I mean, as we talk about, yeah, there was probably <laughs> a, a, a saddled horse and a fucking grappling hook. Hey, man, uh, the, cl the closet's full. We're going to have to keep the shotgun, ladder, horse, saddle, all in your cell. They just forgot to build a back wall oh, to the thing. We forgot. We forgot to build the other wall. <laughs> well, it's the it's like the town in Blazing Saddles that they set up. You know, where the alternate town they get the guys to attack, where it's just like flat. You know, the front <laughs> oh, of buildings right, right. and the townspeople are all yeah. They ride in there, whopping and a whooping. It's just cardboard yep. standees for all the buildings. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, May 10th, 1865, uh, Quantrell took a shot in the back in Kentucky. If you know what I mean. He was paralyzed under the shoulders and died four weeks later. Wait, Quantrell's dead? Yep. Good riddance, you fuck. <laughs> well, he would have been dead by now anyway. Yeah, so. he, was, he was dead the last time we told you he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, July 26th, the last of Quantrell's raiders surrendered. Uh, among them was 22-year-old Frank James. Uh, September 27th, this is going back a little bit, 1864, Frank and Jesse James participated in the Centralia Massacre, if you remember that. Uh, Jesse James galloped towards a federal commander and shot him dead at age 16. But uh, Frank and Jesse's dad, they're both from, you know, not well-to-do families, but pretty well-off families. Uh, the James father was a college-educated minister named Robert James. Uh, they weren't as well-off as the Youngers, but they still owned a family of slaves. Either Robert left in 1850 to make it in the gold fields or go out to preach. But either well, way, he left... That's a couple options. That's a choice, yeah. yeah. Either preach or work in the fucking gold fields. I'm going to be a professional musician or a professional magician. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, there's some crossover. It'd be more like I'm going to be a 
professional musician or a epidemiologist. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a Tyson chicken farmer or a. We'll go back to pref, professional magician. There we go. What's up with the magicians? I don't know. <laughs> Suspect. Nobody I think I'm. I think I'm signaling. It's probably yeah. a closet magician. Yeah. <laughs> Me? No. Uh. No. No. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he disappeared. Either way, uh, his father disappeared in a puff of smoke, because mostly to get away from the wife, Zerelda, who was uh, a strong-willed and deeply outspoken woman. So for that time, <laughs> yeah, she was a means. very liberated woman. She smoked cigarettes and spoke oh, her mind. Let me show you a picture of Zerelda, dude. Oh, like, I would love to see one. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Anyway, the dad dies of an unknown illness in California mining camp five months later. Uh, probably for the better. Sounds like it. Uh, Frank joined a local company during the Civil War and fought in victories at Wilson's Creek in Lexington. Frank James. Dawson's Creek. Yep. But he Is it in Dawson's Creek? In... Wait, what? No. Wilson's Wilson. Creek. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Missed it. We we just got a follower on Instagram who's a she she is a logger in uh, Dawson's Creek, Canada. Oh wow! Yeah, so that that's what made my head pop. All right, we go. should send her some free swag. She should she should send us some beavers and some maple syrup. taking place. More and more, both parents are working and raising families. Life seems to be moving faster than ever, and Americans have rediscovered, are redefining what's really important in their lives. They want quality in their personal life, in their business life, in the goods they purchase, and in the food they eat. They want good, basic home cooking, quality food, and they want choices, variety, all at a reasonable price. Americans want value. Sizzler brings the choices that you've been looking for. In giving you the right to choose, we're offering much more. By holding to traditions, yet changing with the times. 
Choices and selections Choices of directions Choices that can add a little freedom in your Frank James gets measles and was captured by Union troops. Uh, and then all the yep. Union troops got measles also? Mm-hmm. That's how he broke out of jail that time with the assist from a ladder and some measles. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Federals paroled him and said, uh, are you going to not fight for the South? And he says, yes, of course. And then they sent him home. But of course, he just joins the Bushwhackers. Are you going to not fight for the South? Yes, of course. <laughs> so they're like, are you a Confederate? Or you, will you give up your Confederacy shit? Yes, sure I will. I give will. Up. Got it. Like, okay. Pledge, your, pledge your allegiance just, to the flag, and this is just on a gunpoint, though. Clumsily so. fucking Well, this Christ. whole process, the, every time we talk about the raid on Lawrence and all that shit, uh, the people that still kind of hold these guys up like... Robin Hood heroes are the same kind of people that are constantly bitching about fucking, like, ISIS and shit. Like, this is no different other than the fact instead of, like, religion, they're just, you know, doing it over states' right, different belief. Yeah. Dif- different belief. Yeah, exactly. But they're just still, like, you know, murdering all the men in the village and, you know, savaging the women and fucking burning the houses and all that shit. It's the same shit. Uh, Frank participated in the Lawrence Massacre, too. Of course he fucking did. Uh, Jesse was too young to join up just then. Uh, you gotta be at least this tall to shoot these Kansans. <laughs> Aw, man! <laughs> but, uh, Jesse was whipped by federal troops to give up information on his brother. They also hung their, uh, stepdad until he almost passed out and then let him down one of those things. Oh, that was the one, didn't they give him, like, brain damage or something? Or no, uh, that was that was Bloody Bill he, doing that to somebody had else. Yeah. Oh yeah, the old man. The oh, old man. God. Yeah. Man. But uh that was enough for the stepdad Samuel to give up information and he led the federal troops to the bushwhacker camp. But Frank James manages to escape then. But uh after that day Jesse was kinda out for blood. Union blood. Or any blood. Just you, you know, guys got any blood. Hey, you guys got any... Hey, help a guy get some blood? Blood. Yeah. Uh, Jesse joins one year later in 1864. Uh, his first wound was self-inflicted. Uh, while oh, an emo kid. Fantastic. <laughs> Pretty much. Gotta uh, hate while, my dad. <laughs> while practicing with a revolver, he shot off a tip of his finger on his left hand. Eesh. Uh, he would have to hide it later in life since it would identify him. So he's right-handed? He has to be. Mm-hmm. Because you can't shoot uh, your... Yeah. Yeah, you can just jam your whole 
nub in there like an asshole, it's gonna, you know, not do. <laughs> well, any I'm just thinking, how do you fam- blow it off? Your accuracy. Well, it could have even been With- one of those things. Okay, a. <laughs> Remember, sometimes on those old he revolvers... He dropped it on the ground? Like his own dick or something. No, yeah. sometimes on those old revolvers, like I say, a chamber, the chamber wall will give out, and it'll just blow your fingers off anyway. Because like those old Walker Colts, you know, they took a few people's fingers off. I no choose to go with Will's there. explanation. He's trying to suck his own dick. The gun <laughs> fell out of his fucking wallet or whatever you keep your gun in, and then it <laughs> hit the ground and fires up and smacks you in the hand. I'm loving the wallet that'll hold like a six-pound fucking foot-long pistol, but sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I guarantee he didn't have a bunt line, because like, no, he fucking... Didn't, that, yeah. had, that definitely hadn't been invented. Like, they, didn't even have, they didn't even have metallic <laughs> cartridges yet yeah. for most of this shit. It was all still uh, cap and ball. But yeah, I love uh, your. And then Wild Bill reached into his wallet and pulled out a six-shooter, <laughs> and he shot the other guy, and I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wallet. Anyway, this is how he got his nickname. Just a pause for that in case you want to come try to guess it. Stumpy finger. <laughs> fingers. Hold on, hold on. Uh, flippy f- fingers. Finger. Diddle, fingers. Diddles. Diddles. Oh, Digit, digits. Uh, hold on. So Jesse cried out, oh, ding it, oh, ding it, it hurts. So the boys started calling him Dingus. <laughs> what? <laughs> so insert insert a Dr. Steve rule quote here. How about if I say a word and you guess what it means? Let's try that game. Dangus. Vegas. Vegas no. is a city. Dangus. Dangus. I'm not sure what Dangus means. Dangus means you're front naughty on a man or a boy where your milk comes out of your Dangus. Mm-hmm. That's one point for me. A more serious wound would happen in uh, August 1864. Um Jesse was trying to steal a saddle from a farm of an old German Unionist. That's the one where he got caught one in the lung? Yep. That's a good one. Yep. He took a pot shot at him as he fled. Uh, but he did recover from being shot in the lung. Yeah. By his respect to health by his cousin, who's also Zerelda, who he ended up marrying later. Wait, his mom is Zerelda and he married Zerelda? No, his cousin Zerelda also nursed him back to health. Like when he had a hole in his lung, and then apparently he later on married married her. Jesus so you know that's that's not the South I know. No, no, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have mommy issues. Hey, Zerelda. <laughs> yep. So I got Ron Swanson. My first wife's name is Tammy. My second wife's name is Tammy. My mom's name is Tamara. She goes by Tammy. Yeah. And my favorite flavor of soda is tamarind. May 6, 1865, Jesse gets in a firefight with the uh, Federal Patrol, and he's shot in the same lung. There was a firefight! Uh, this time it was worse. He had to surrender and had to swear allegiance to the Union again. Damn it. I pledge allegiance. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I pledge whatever. Bye. All right, you get out of jail. So finally the Civil War is over. Uh, federal Fe- February 13th, 1866, 10 or 12 men rode into Liberty, Missouri and lobbed the Clay County Savings Association of nearly $60,000. That's a lot of money in them days. Mm-hmm. So this was uh, reportedly, who knows, but the first daylight robbery in American history. Uh, the I, don't, was... I don't fucking buy that for one second. 
Well, we could pretend anyway. Okay. We're going to pretend uh, this is the first daylight robbery in American <laughs> history. Uh, the bank was run by unionists. It wasn't hard to figure out who done it. It was the Bushwhackers. But proving it would be impossible. So who knows if he was actually in that party or not. Uh, the first robbery in which Jesse James could be proven with certainty was three months later in Gallatin, Missouri. Uh, this was the robbery where Jesse murdered the cashier, John Sheet, who he mistook for Samuel Cox, the commander of the Federals that killed the uh, Bloody Bill. Right. What I want to point out, when the Liberty robbery, they managed to kill a bystander, 17-year-old George C. Jolly Wymore. Like just George C. Going, Jolly? Not Jolly no more, are you? Yeah, his, his uh, nickname was Jolly. But oh, they managed oh, to kill oh. this kid who was just a college student, like, walking down the street. So, Aw, poor bastard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I just got the Zerelda picture that you sent me, and... yeah. Was this family rich? What the fuck? Like her no, hair is like she's, she's on point. Dolled, she's dolled up for the for the camera. You know, there's pictures of her when she's older. Just just Google Zerelda James and like there's pictures of her standing by the house with her, uh, you know, missing an arm when she's older. I could have sworn there's one where she's smoking a pipe. Anyway, they couldn't identify Jesse, but they can identify his getaway horse. Must have been from the license plates or something. Right. Clell <laughs> uh, Miller, another member of the gang, he grew up in Clay County, too, not far from the James Farm. He was from a prosperous slave-owning family. Clell uh, joined Bloody Bill's band at age 14, uh, but d- during his first fight is when Bloody Bill was killed. Uh, Miller rushed to his side, but he was knocked from his saddle by a bullet. Uh, he was wounded, but alive. That's probably why we were still talking about him. Uh, Clell was recognized by the federal commander, uh, Colonel Cox, again, Samuel Cox. He is one of his dad's old friends, which kind of saved his life. June 3rd, 1871. So we're fast forwarding ahead a little. That's a little background on Clell. Uh, he joined Jesse, Frank, and Cole and robbed the Okoback Brothers Bank in Corden, o- Iowa. Sorry about that. That was English. <laughs> Try making that sound like words again. <laughs> Okoback Brothers Bank in Corydon, Iowa. That wasn't much better, but I, I don't think it's your fault, actually. Uh, they got $6,000 that day. Woo, spring break. But that- Mm-hmm. But that put the Pinkertons hot on their trail. Uh, Clell was captured a year later, but he was put on trial, but uh, was acquitted. Uh, he was uh, had plenty of family members testifying he was home at the time. I'm sure you could trust them. But after that, Clell remained a favorite suspect of every bank robbery. Um, April 1875, a sheriff and some Wells Fargo men surrounded Miller in a house near Carrollton, Missouri. The outlaw asked for the sheriff to come in unarmed to talk, which he did, trusting that Miller would surrender. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But Miller came out with the sheriff and a Navy Colt pressed to his head, threatening to shoot him if he wasn't let go, and Miller escapes laughing. So good. I don't know how smart these guys are. Is he like a spider, Tony? Like... And he skittered <laughs> off into the night. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, another member of the gang is Charlie Pitts, whose real name was Samuel Wells. He what? grew up near <laughs> his Charlie like, Pitts, whose name his, was Samuel Wells. Yeah, his like stage name was Charlie Pitts. It sounds more outlawy. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Really? Uh, you could choose any fucking name in the world, <laughs> and you said Charlie Pitts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the name of somebody that's a real high roller, and, yeah. and definitely not somebody that makes their living sweeping up buffalo shit or something. You know, <laughs> no like, shit. My name's like, John Sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he grows up near Lee Summit, Missouri. Uh, the Wells family were friends with the Youngers. Uh, Charlie and his mother were the ones who found Henry Younger after he was murdered by the Missouri State Militia. Charlie was 14 at the time. Uh, he raced to tell the closest federal command post while his mother watched over the body. Um, two months later, Charlie's own father was shot and killed while cheering for the Confederates at the Battle of White Oak Creek. Rah, rah, so just imagine being a bystander. With your little pom-poms and your face painted in Confederate colors. Ra, 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 ra. Pitt's girlfriend, uh, when he was actually married, so this is his mistress, decided not to marry him after it became clear he was an outlaw and then goes to the feds and tells on him. Uh, It was published in the papers, so his wife found out that he was an outlaw and had a second wife. But he only got... he only got put in jail for the second wife. <laughs> the outlaw part's not a big deal. No, that's, no. A, that's a fine. <laughs> fine $4 for being an outlaw and prison for 26 months for having a second wife. 26 months, huh? <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I have to, I'd have that's to go look sentence. it up again. It's a, it's a weird total. Okay. Just move to Utah and then you're all good. Uh... <laughs> So he couldn't stay anywhere. He was on the run, too. Uh, Along with him was Bill Chadwell. Uh, He fled uh, Kansas with Pitts. Oh, I guess they were in Kansas at the time. He was not particularly bright, like me, and easily influenced by his current company. Like you? Uh, Yep. Uh, But his best buddy was Charlie Pitts. Uh, Will, you need to buy buy stock in in, uh, Bronson Swagger Industries, by the way. (laughs) No. Okay, how much? <laughs> what you got? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is. Uh, he was once surrounded by cops in a cornfield, but incredibly escaped. So he probably just pretended to be a, a scarecrow or something. Cops in a cornfield sounds like a breakfast, you know, like toad in a hole or toad like, in the pigs, hole, pigs, frog in the log, pigs in a blanket. Cops oh, what in are we having this morning? Oh, we're gonna have a you know big old helping of cops in a cornfield. It's a it's a fucking cornmeal pancake with, uh, with sausage sausages, on it, exactly. but then you you spray it with mace. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah. That's going on the uh, the menu at uh, Leatherface's uh, House of Pancakes and yep. Fish and Chips. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Cole Younger and Frank James, they were close in age and good friends. But Cole Younger and Jesse James just tolerated each other and kind of hated each other. Jesse had a strong personality and big ego. And that graded on Cole, who also had a big ego. Uh, and one time, the two nearly shot it out. Uh, 
Jesse and Frank were kind of different as night and day. Frank was usually quiet and serious. And he loved reading and chewing tobacco. <laughs> they loved reading? <laughs> yep. And chewing tobacco at the same okay. time. The, the, reading, the reading kind of surprises me, but whatever. I guess back then all you would read is like the Bible anyhow, so... Yeah, that's that's about all you had. Uh, Jesse was better looking and had stunning blue eyes. Ooh, Kurt Cobain was, up in the house. Mm-hmm. He was lighthearted, reckless, and devil may care. <laughs> this, this is reading his, his goddamn tin, Tinder profile. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Wait, what was the last thing you said? Devil may care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So Frank kind of was uh, did the planning, and Jesse executed the plans. Uh, hey, plans! You're fucking dead. <laughs> executed with a capital E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesse wrote many letters to the press, and it kind of painted him as leader of the gang. Uh, he wrote a letter to the Kansas City Times saying he didn't know any of the listed gang members, and he definitely didn't rob any banks. So he was kind of, uh, and actually. Kerry, the guy who they captured, he called him a notorious liar and a poltroon. Yeah, you fucking uh, what? poltroon. Poltroon? Poltroon? What the fuck does that mean? So means we need to resurrect that word because it's awesome. It's cool as fuck. It sounds cool. It sounds like you're calling him a turkey or something. I think it's the 1860s equivalent of jive turkey. <laughs> it sounds like a turkey that lies. It's actually the definition that I'm finding is uh, uh, an utter coward. Oh. I was thinking it sounds more like an idiot, but like, yeah, I guess it's craven, it's coward. a spiritless, spiritless coward. That that makes sense because like, uh, coward is thrown around a lot in the Wild West. You're a coward. It's like the worst thing you can call somebody. Yep. A poltroon. Poltroon. I like that sounds, word. That's cool. Like it half, feels half half baby chick, half uh, vinegar rune. <laughs> yeah, like, like totally. Poltroon. <laughs> it uh feels good to say. Uh, there was a new invention in 1876. It was a chronometer lock on a safe. So it could only be open at a certain time of day. So nobody could rouse the banker from the middle of the night and force him at gunpoint to open the safe. No shit. They'd be like, oh, it only opens at 7 o'clock when there's 400 people mm-hmm. standing around. The really? Is it in the second quarter of the sky, then shall the banker. <laughs> so waking up the banker in the middle of the night and forcing him at gunpoint to open the safe is called bulldozing. Bulldozing? So name for everything, I guess. Holy shit. That's cool. So the first national bank in Northfield, Minnesota, got theirs in late August 1876. Imagine that. What else happened in 1876, Tony? What? What happened in 1876? Don't do this to me. I don't fucking know. The signing of the Declaration of Independence? I don't fucking know. What the fuck is wrong Close. with you? <laughs> is it the is War of 1876? By... No. <laughs> yeah. No. It was a war in 1876, but... Civil War? Colonel was, Custard. That was already over. The Civil War was over. Oh, did Custard die? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Thanks, Will. Appreciate the assist. Fucking... Jesus Christ, we've only covered that in, from five different perspectives. This is why I'm here. I don't remember dates. <laughs> okay. How the West was fucked will be right back. Hey, 
say Leatherface's house of pancakes and fish and chips on the outside. But there's so much more on the inside. Would you please pass the vinegar syrup? Hey, my pocket has a tattoo! Here at Leatherface's house of pancakes and fish and chips, the fries, they may be soggy. But the slaw, the slaw is family. Bronson Swagger Company. Like, are you going to bring up uh, our old buddy fucking Little Archie? Because he was involved in all this shit, too. The, the scalping, nose cutting. Ooh, Archie Clemens? Uh, yeah, Archie Clement, yeah. Because he was part of a bunch of the younger shit, too. Oh, yeah. that, I, that was not mentioned in the book. Mostly the oh. book just covered the Northfield stuff, so. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, but. And we're kind of already past the part he would have been in anyway, because that was the 1860s. You know, it was still during and just after the Civil War before he got killed. And, like, my favorite thing about the Archie Clement, like, getting killed is, like, um, he fucking uh, was shot and was dying, and the, basically the cops kind of walked up, and he was still trying to cock his pistol with his teeth. With so his teeth? With his teeth, yeah, which I don't know why. Because you could just... I mean, you could have a stump for a hand and cock a revolver like that. Just whack it with your stump, or you can, like, do it against your shirt or with your boot heel or something. But, yeah, apparently he's trying to do it with his teeth when he expired. Whack but it with your stump. Doesn't do matter if, your if, if your book didn't cover little, little Archie. We can gloss over it. Just <laughs> just don't forget him. He's, he's yeah. a peach. Yeah, never, um, never American, forget Little Archie. American treasure, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, god damn it. So we'll mention something about Samuel Hardwick. He was the Clay County attorney, and he led the raid with the Pinkertons that killed little Archie Samuel, their stepbrother, and injured Jesse's mother. Uh, he was outed in the papers as helping the Pinkertons, and the James family blamed him for the death of little uh, Archie. Uh he was put on trial and uh, was not indicted, though. Uh, his closest neighbor was Dan Askew, who was also working with the Pinkertons. Uh, April 12, 1876, Jesse and Clell Miller surprised Dan Askew at his front gate. With a cake, uh, right? Friendship. Friendship. Yep. <laughs> with a stripogram. <laughs> so Dan was toting a, bo a bucket of water. And he was shot three times in the head and died. What? After three shots to the head? What a pussy. Yeah, this time, yeah, this time it actually worked. <laughs> but Judge, he he had a bucket of water. Yeah. He was going to splash me with it. Yeah. So I killed him. Yeah, and we all know that when, uh, when you get wet and it tends to clean your body, and then that's how the ghosts get in. That's right. And the, and the miasmas and, and all the... All the mm -hmm. fucking bad biles and flams and stuff. So I had to. Yeah, shoot man. Him. All my my humors will be out of sorts if I yeah. get wet. He's who, trying to who, kill who, me. Who are we making fun of? Like that we were so like somebody's talking about their chakras are open or something. Or like <laughs> I'm gonna like punch you till your chakras open. Does that sound like a? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to threaten somebody with that sometime. Yeah, for real. Yeah. 
I'm gonna open your chakra with a knife. I'm gonna bruise your fucking chakras. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody knew that that was a revenge killing. So Hardwick moves to town so he won't get killed because he knew he was on the hit list. Uh, after the murder, he moved to St. Paul, Minnesota to get away from Missouri. Super. So, yeah. So three months later, the gang discussed on where to go next. Uh, it was too hot for them in Missouri. Jesse told the boys they should go to Minnesota. Uh, everyone kind of thought this was because of that vendetta. Uh, Cole objects. Uh, he probably would object to anything that Jesse wanted to do because they were at odds. Uh, Jim Younger was also not keen on the idea, but their brother Bob wanted to go, so they wouldn't want to go without Bob. So they all go to Minnesota. Well, that wasn't Bob friends with that guy. Uh, did you read about the guy uh, Chin? No. He was like he was like an old Confederate style dude. But he had, you know, after the war, he moved up to Minnesota and he opened a oh, drinking yeah. establishment and was like a horse trader. Yeah, and they were, yeah. And he, they knew he'd be sympathetic and kind of, you know, maybe mm -hmm. give him some horses and some booze and stuff like that. But yeah. So to the Twin Cities, they all go. We don't go to the camp. We go home back to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Jesse cased out Hardwick's home and office, but he never got a chance to get at him. Uh, he did the same to Alan Pinkerton at a time in Chicago, staying there four months. But they went about town in uh, Minneapolis just gambling and whoring. Then they go out to the countryside to find some fast horsies and to find some potential robbery targets. Which that's, like I say, it's suspected that that chin guy set them up with, like, fairly awesome horses because he raised thoroughbreds, which were not oh. super common in Minnesota at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got these strangers riding around on thoroughbreds, and everybody's like, what the fuck is this? So, you know. So they thought they'd rob a bank in Mankato. So if you remember that from the... Uh, Largest Sioux, Sioux Uprising. Yeah. Yep. Uh, September 4th. So outside the hotel, a day laborer named Charles Robinson came up and said, Hello, Jesse, what are you doing up here? Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesse cocked his head and gave him a curious look. Uh, Robinson was from Missouri, too, from the neighborhood. Uh, he even claimed to sit across uh, the car table from Jesse one time. Uh, Jesse smiled and said, Hell, man, I don't know you, and calmly rode away. <laughs> good good cover good cover story. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm, do you think they bought it? <laughs> About this time, Cole Younger went into the First National Bank of Mankato. Uh, he went in and had him change a 20. Basically, he was just doing that to case the joint, see how much money they had. Uh, he was doing that. Another gang member was casing another bank. Uh, Charles Rob Robinson walked into the First National and told him that Jesse James was in town and uh, should watch their bank. But the teller didn't believe him. So sometime around noon, five of the gang rode up to the First National while the others hung back to guard the escape route. But they saw a group of people looking around at them, and one pointed. So this kind of scared off the gang, fearing that they were found out. When you see a crowd of people pointing and talking about you. But the boys weren't about to give up yet. So about an hour later, they returned. And again, a crowd had gathered. And they were paying cl close attention to them. This kind of unsettled them, so they took off from Mankato. 
but it actually turned out not to be a trap. The people there were there because of a meeting uh, for construction of adding on to the bank. <laughs> so, false alarm there. Well, but, it saved their ass, you know. The Mankatos, anyway. The Mankatos. Uh, now they had their sights set on Northfield. That was a yeah. town of about 2,000 people. Uh, Jesse and Clell pumped one local fellow for info. Uh, they said they were thinking of moving there. Jesse asked <laughs> if there were law-abiding people there. The man said, uh, yes. Jesse said, why, if that's true, I could a few men capture the whole town. And of course, said the local. <laughs> what? That's not suspicious at all. No shit. No. Well, and also just because they're fucking law-abiding doesn't mean they're not capable of kicking your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So this part was kind of Jesse's favorite. Uh, the bank there in Northfield, one of the biggest investors was Albert Ames, who was a Union Civil War general and radical Republican. It's not Albert, it's Edelbert. Oh, Edelbert, yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wrote down, but I did not say it correctly. Fucking the illiterate poltroon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was recently Mississippi's governor. Uh, he was hated there and called a carpetbagger for his reconstruction views. So after Democrats gained control of legislature there, they impeached Ames for high crimes and misdemeanors. Hey, what does carpetbagger mean, by the way? Uh, northerners that moved down to the south to take advantage of the southerners during reconstruction. They often mm-hmm. traveled with uh, luggage made of carpet remnant, remnants, like colorful... Uh, ah... So, yeah, it's, it's a derogatory term for Yankees that moved down to the south and mm-hmm. tried to, cool. like... I'd heard it before. I just uh, didn't know what the fuck it meant. So, Ames resigns, and he just moves to Northfield, Minnesota. And for that reason, they would rob the Northfield Bank. So, the morning of September 7th, the gang got ready. That night in Northfield, uh, the great Professor Lingard... An Australian illusionist was set to perform. A fucking uh, magician? Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and at the end, he would fly in the air two air balloons named Tilton and Hayes, the two guys running for president at the time. Wow. So that was exciting. That sounds awesome, dude. I want to. Okay, so we talked about like Wild West, uh, like comedians, but Wild West. Magicians? I imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of them. Like, I know there was a lot. I of them. I want that in my life. Like, I want. Well, I, I want to go. S- several of them, because you couldn't. Like, in a lot of people's estimation, you couldn't be magic unless you were quote unquote from the Orient. So right. there was a lot of guys basically doing like yellow face shit. Like it'd be like, oh, my name's Ping, and I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. And it would be some fucking dude, like some German dude from Ohio or something, like wearing a. Yeah, costume and like yeah. So there's there was a few of those that we could probably like delve deeper into. But other than that, I don't really. I mean, there had to be magicians of some sort. But lovely, yeah. I would, even I would like prefer- in Houdini's day, they had like had to be from somewhere else, like Poland. I guess uh, no, in, like India was Middle a big one too. Or, or India, yeah, yeah. So inside the bank that morning, where Joseph Lee Haywood, he was the bookkeeper. Frank Wilcox was the assistant bookkeeper, and Alonzo Bunker was the teller. 
the new chronometer lock was disengaged since it was business time. Haywood worked the safe combo and unlocked it, but the door, but left the door closed and the pins still engaged. And pretended uh, like it wouldn't unlock, basically. Mm-hmm. In there, it was approximately $15,000 in it. So three days earlier, Haywood and the president of the local Carrollton College were talking about the new time block. Uh the president of the college, a native from Vermont, was talking about the St. Albans raid, if you know about that. That was in uh, during the Civil War, where Confederates robbed the town's three banks for $200,000. Oh, shit. Uh, president, the guy named Strong, was told about the raids by a cashier there. Uh, Strong asked Haywood if he would open the safe in that situation. Haywood said that he would not. Uh, but it didn't matter anyway because nothing like that would ever happen in Northfield. Because right, nothing. Ever why would it even in happen in Vermont? Right. But by 10 a.m., the gang rode into town. Uh, four came up from the south. Two went to the bank. Two go to the saloon across the street, and two men walked in, either changed a twenty-dollar bill or asked for the time. That's a thing you do, walk into the bank to ask what time it is. That's not suspicious. Mm-hmm. Couldn't just ask somebody on the street. You gotta, yeah. Probably both. I gotta cha- ex- exchange this $20 bill that I don't actually have in my pocket. Also, yeah. what time is it? <laughs> also, how much is this money the you time got? store? Yeah. <laughs> so they're just in their case and joint, see how many people were working there. Uh, they leave and meet three others on the bridge and shake hands and then leave. So, not very good if we're pretending not to know each other. <laughs> uh, the outlaws were spotted around town for the next few hours. Uh, some visited the hardware store and asked if they had any rifles for sale. Now was a way for them to see how well armed the citizens were. Ooh, and they vastly misunderestimated that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you point out that this, uh, you know, September 7th, 1876... Uh, it was opening day of hunting season in Minnesota, too. Ooh, so that's kind of an important <laughs> reason why things might go the way they're going to go. Mm-hmm. So these guys, strangers, they're kind of dressed in, uh, like, uh, dusters and not not looking like they're townsfolk. Yeah. yeah, and the dusters to hide all their guns, you know. Yeah, they look like bad guys from the 1800s. They literally look, yeah, central casting, <laughs> like fucking Old West Because they're bad guys from the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. uh, a guy named Walter Lewis sees four of them right out of the woods, which is kind of unusual, too. So Lewis tells Salma Trussell, owner of the implement store. That's he a said pretty something. Old West name. Yep. <laughs> Salma. I think Salma's a guy, too. Not Selma, Salma. Uh, or Sal. Something didn't seem right about these guys. So Trussell follows them and thought they were suspicious too. He went to Elias Hobbs, the former police chief. Uh, He said he knew all about them, that they were cattle buyers. And he told Trussell that he was being too paranoid. So Trussell didn't bother to tell the bank about it, though. Oops. So shortly after 11, two of the outlaws enter a restaurant and ordered ham and eggs. Two more come in later. 
And the rest of the gang waited at John Tony's salon. Uh, saloon. Not salon. Salon. Got, <laughs> His got last there. name was Tony? <laughs> yeah. T-O-N-E-Y. Oh, okay. Oh, Tony, say- like... What's it? You Tony, John's, Tony, Tony. Yeah, or like, you all know, like the, um, isn't that like a term, like, where it means like, you know, like, classy, fashionable, like, ooh, that's a oh, Tony really? suit you got, yeah. I did not know that. I thought he was ashamed of his name, like I am, and just was like, my name's, uh, John. My name's Tony. John. John Tony. John Tony. That's his name. <laughs> no, Tony, when spelled like that, is, um... Marked by an aristocratic or high-toned manner or style, Tony. Oh, high tone. Really? Yeah. He's he's Tony. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually gonna legally change my name to T O N E Y. Tony Tony Poltroon. That's a good stage name. There you go. <laughs> Tony Poltroon. <laughs> Why don't we have a band called the Poltroons? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck yeah, dude. Poltroon uh, but a, com- a comedian named Tony Poltroon would be... Tony Poltroon? That's perfect. <laughs> that would have been like uh, Andy Kaufman's alias or something. Right. Tony Instead Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's not true. You know, yeah, they, they tell you, come on the show and make make your dinner, make the food. You know, mm-hmm. you make the food that you want to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrities, come on, make the food. So I made the food I eat, the bacon and eggs. Uh-huh. And she was supposed to sing. You know, she was supposed to sing a duet with me, and she wouldn't. So I put the eggs over her head. Wow. I was, I was bodily removed. Uh, a few minutes after 2 p.m., Frank James, Bob Younger, and Charlie Pitts crossed the bridge into town. Uh, the Cannon River there. The plan was for these guys to be inside men. Cole, Clell Miller would post outside the bank. Jesse, Jim Younger, and Pill Bill Chadwell would guard the route out of town. Pillow Bill? No, Bill. it's just... He just said it weird. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. It's not Pillow Bill. It's not like... What's that fucking... The My Pillow guy? Like his <laughs> 1800s predecessor? <laughs> <laughs> fucking... You should just Photoshop like a severed head <laughs> that he's hugging onto or something. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Frank, Bob, and Charlie were only to continue the robbery if there weren't a lot of people around. But, of course, that's going to change. So, Cole and Clell, they rode up behind him. Uh, The other three were talking in front of the bank. Cole saw too many people and became alarmed and said to Clell, why don't they just ride on through? There's too many people here. One of the men out that day was J.S. Allen, who was standing at the doorway of his hardware store. And he turned and said to somebody, I believe they are here to rob the bank. (laughs) (laughs) I do Uh, believe they are here to rob the bank. My stars and goddess, I do believe these gentlemen intend to rob our financial institution. Perhaps somebody should step in. I do believe that you are right. I wish that someone would step in to help us with this. Robbing of our financial institution. It's a crying shame that we have not elected a sheriff in the previous... And I lost a thread. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also I love the fact we're throwing the Deep South... Kind of shitty deep south in accent. Minnesota. It's fucking Minnesota. Minnesota. It's more like, hey, you think those fellas are here to rob the bank? You know, oh yeah, looks like it. Looks like they're up to no good for sure. Oh, sure, 
Sure gonna be warm today. It looks like it's it's clear enough that there could be a robin today. Oh, I believe I'm gonna go home, get the old tunnel gauge in case there's some shenanigans, and we'll see what happens, though. You darn tootin'. So the other, the reason they were tipped off, you know, the outlaws had dusters on to hide uh, their guns, but they mm-hmm. also had saddle horses. when most people in town either had farm wagons or buggies. If you're a city folk, you'd have a buggy. If not, you'd just be... Riding your old nag. It's a fucking mom car. It's a soccer mom van or a. You're a you know, farm wagon. You're an old nag. <laughs> farm wagon. That's yeah. That's <laughs> ooh, that's a rough one. You know. Get fucked, you farm wagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a Mrs. John Handy. She was probably a farm wagon. Oh, she how'd she get that from- name? <laughs> She watched from the other hardware store in town. She also happened to be in St. Albans, Vermont in 1864. So she's seen this happen again. She's seen the men enter the bank and saw a revolver hidden beneath one of the dusters. So she dashes for the back door. Uh, Inside the bank, Alonzo Bunker, the teller, was at work at his desk when he heard the door open. He has like the best full name in the whole story. What's his full name? Alonzo Enos Bunker. Like Enos. Yep. Alonzo Enos Bunker. Just a good old boy. That's, That's an 1800s name if I've ever heard one. So he turns around and sees uh, three revolvers pointed at him. And they say, throw up your hands. We intend to rob this bank. And if you holler, we'll blow your brains out. So Bunker thought it was just a joke and just stood there. (laughs) The three robbers jumped the counter. Frank demanded to know who was the cashier. And they, of course, all deny it. Uh, Frank kept shouting for the cashier. He stepped up to Haywood and jammed the gun in his face, screaming for him to open the safe. You're the cashier now, motherfucker! (laughs) Uh, Haywood didn't move an inch because, like he said before, he would not open the bank, or the the safe. Uh, J.S. Allen, the hardware guy, didn't see the outlaws enter the bank, but he couldn't stand it anymore. He knew these guys were up to no good, so he rushes down the sidewalk... (laughs) I love that. Just like actively like holding people like that for you. Oh, I just can't stand being in here anymore. Something something bad's about to happen. I have an inkling. You know, never mind the like I think by this point wasn't uh like Haywood was being held not only at gunpoint, but he had a they had a bowie knife to his neck too. Mm-hmm. It's generally a pretty good indicator that shit's going sideways. So when Alan gets to the door of the bank, Clell Miller shoves a revolver in his face and told him, You son bitch, don't you holler. Some bitch, don't you holler. And, uh, yeah, listeners, you're going to have to wait till next time to figure out whether he hollers and whether the safe gets opened and whether or not. And you better uh, not holler about this cliffhanger. Yeah, you better not holler about the (laughs) time locks and the cliffhangers. And, you know, will the citizens of Northfield, Minnesota, sit passively by as their financial institution is robbed? Tune in next time. And also, watch the movie Cliffhanger. Yeah, that's garbage. If you want to, I don't know. It's not worth it. No. <laughs> don't, I guess. I Plus, don't they just basically, they got a new movie coming out that's pretty much that, just only it's Angelina Jolie instead of... 
Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's like like we're here to kill you or some shit like that. Yeah, but she's got like a, you know, the chosen with a ice climbing axe. So there's no way yeah. she's not going to kill somebody with that. Those who are here to kill you or whatever the fuck. It's something like that. It's some weird. Those God who are damn. here to kill you, Jesus. That's no. It's like we're here to to <laughs> we're here for you or we're here to kill you or some we shit are, like that. We are Devo. Kind of. <laughs> no, look it up. Bo, oh, look it up. It's it's there. You know they would play that song every time they they'd keep playing it until they got paid. Just pl keep playing it over and over. Really? What? Yeah. <laughs> Devo that, would play a, that song? Okay, yeah, that's it, how he got paid for the gig because they threatened to Devo. keep playing that song until they got paid. <laughs> then they quit. <laughs> well, I um, I googled your. We I am. We are here to kill you. And all I came up was like a book that you can get on uh, Amazon by David T. Hardy called "I'm Ooh. from the Government and I'm Here to Kill You." Ooh, sick! The, the true <laughs> that sounds cost great. of official negligence. <laughs> all right, now Google Angelina Jolie. New movie. That would probably be better. I want to know what this movie is actually called. It's called like "They Want Me Dead" or something is like that. Is this your movie wreck of the, uh, the episode? No, it's gonna have to be. It it's gonna have to be because uh, we didn't we didn't mention Ninja Three once. Oh yeah, that was, like or nice, Miami Connection. Your nice new poster from Ninja Three. <laughs> Those who wish me dead. Okay. Those who wish me dead. That's the one. Okay. That I'm not crazy. You're not. It's kind of like it's kind of like what I said. Boy, that is a wonky fucking title, though. For sure. It is. It's quite terrible, and it, and it actually looks like a terrible movie. Also, there's a lot of people that want to kill her in real life. So yeah, really, absolutely. <laughs> Jennifer uh, Aniston, if you believe the tabloids. Mm. <laughs> oh, because of Brad Pitt or something, or. I no. guess. Who knows? Anyways, that's been our celebrity roundup corner, and we'll see you next month, next week. When the fuck we come out? Twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hail of Gunfire. Bye. <laughs>